God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven, you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. But that God has raised up an army of God. His remnant, his red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan and the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, Crucify him! Crucify him! And it totally backfired when Jesus said, Forgive him as they do not know what they do. I believe Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan. And that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven so that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you. Hope you'll join me and all the blessed to teach patriots. And let's see what God will do today. Happy Friday! It is Friday, February 9th, 2024. And I've got Gus in the house. We're going to be doing Word and Worship. But we have a special guest. We're going live about an hour early because uh, we have uh, Juan O'Savin coming on. Yeah, we were supposed to have him on last night. But the Tucker Carlson um, Putin interview uh, was much longer than we expected. <laughs> so anyway, we are going to be having Juan come on here probably near the bottom of the hour. Uh, so we're just going to get started here. Uh, praying start to start to dig into John 19 maybe play a song or two and then we'll bring on Juan and then we'll finish up some more word and worship after we spend some time with Juan here on this Friday night what a great special uh, I know I, I just put another email out to my backstage team since uh, I accidentally said it was going to start at five o'clock um, we started at four o'clock CST t tonight all right hey with that I'm going to bring on Gus and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Juan Gus how are you doing Doing good, Rick. How about yourself? Good. How's everybody? All right. Would you mind doing your uh, opening prayer for us? <laughs> Love to do an opening prayer. Abba Father, we thank you, Lord, that we come together on these Friday nights with all our backstagers and our listeners, our diehards that just are hungry for your word, Lord. It can't be for me and Rick, Lord. Just move us out of the way. Let your spirit and word just flow through us, Lord. 
and any of the participants out there that share with us in comments or what have you, Lord, we just pray that your Holy Spirit's here with us and in us and leads us and guides us, Lord, as we, we break bread and share your word, Lord, with each other and we grow closer and closer in relationship to Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. One thing I'm going to address real quickly is I, I was able to go reverse all the screens when Juan is on, so I won't be backwards. Right now I'm backwards. <laughs> I didn't have time to do all the gust screens. So uh, anyway, so this is this is the world according to Juan, those of you wondering. Uh, so slaves no more, right? Is that what that says? Uh, so anyway, that'll be, that'll be so, so when we're actually talking to Juan, um, I was able to reverse them all, right? There it goes. <laughs> it looks nice and good there. Uh, so just let you know. But I want the music going when Gus and I are, are teaching. So I'm going to do the backwards screens here. Uh, I like it to where I'm, it looks like I'm looking at the, uh, the actual scriptures here. And here we are with John chapter 19. We're near the end of this book. And so you know what that means. That means we're getting to the crucifixion. And so this is Jesus delivered to be crucified. We just went through all last Friday where he went through the trials, right? Now we're kind of at the end of that where he gets flogged. And here we are. Then Pilate took Jesus and flogged him. And the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and arrayed him in purple robes. They came up to him saying, Hail the king of the Jews, and struck him with their hands. Pilate went out again and said to them, See, I'm bringing him out to you, that you may know that I find no guilt in him. So Jesus came out wearing the crowns of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Behold the man! When the chief priest and the officers saw him, they cried out, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Take him yourself and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. And uh, we'll stop right there. There's six verses. Uh, Gus, any initial thoughts on uh, where we are now? Yeah, there's, there's numerous times you see that Pilate clearly doesn't want to crucify him because he doesn't find any fault with him. And I believe his wife mm -hmm. was one. Did she have a dream or something yes, about yes. it? So Not it in this book, but it's in other books, yeah. Mm -hmm. Somewhat of a believer, and she's counseling him and talking to him. You don't want to mess with this guy. He's, you know, he's the de real deal, you know. So he's trying to wash his hands clean of it. He's kind of pressured by the king because we'll find out later. They say, well, you're not... You, you don't represent Caesar, you know, and this man says he's a king and any man says they're a king, they're going up against Caesar. Um, so yeah, he's he's trying to evade that and get away from that. Um, mm -hmm. I was thinking earlier, because I had just opened this up uh, beforehand, um, and the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and that was kind of triggering in me thorns 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 what's that a, a reference maybe a spiritual reference to you if you remember the curse in the garden uh the ground was cursed and thorns and yeah thistles would come on the by the they work by the sweat of their brow or whatever and then i thought too he's the man of sorrows he's referred to as that um mm -hmm. and thorns are often referred to you know symbolically in us we're supposed to have the the tree of life growing up out of the soil of our heart with the fruit you know and even the revelations it's all 12 fruits i think or whatever that's growing from our branches uh not thorns and briars yeah in all that's a symbol of of sin so it's kind of a mockery there uh 
he's the king of the Jews, he's the king of the sinners, maybe they're trying to say, I don't know, that's that's just speculation, but all of that, the the crown and the robe, they're just mocking him, saying, There's the king, you know, and uh just just making fun. Yeah, breaking this, this passage reminds me of the of, of the whole um, Passion of Christ movie, right? Mel Gibson. I think uh, they, they overdid it because I think they had like 117 slashes, right, in that. Um, but but uh, still serious stuff. When you do scourged or flogged um, in in uh, those times, that was serious stuff, right? It was like supposed to be one less than led to death, right? It was uh, 39 slashes, I believe it is. But you'll see this happen for sure. You see uh, all these different accounts. What I love about the four Gospels, four different accounts to give us a, a full account of what it is. Just like if you, um, there was some event that happened at a party and there's different people around uh, different viewpoints, right? And uh, different people would have a different recall of what was the actual event, but it would pull together the full story once you interviewed a, a, a variety of people. And that's what I love about the Gospels. We get four different viewpoints and you see here, we got John, which we're reading right now. You got Matthew talking about, and delivered him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. And here in, in uh, Matthew 27, it even talks about, and they, he released him for Barabbas and having scourged him. Mark saying, so Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released them to Barabbas and having scourged Jesus. Um, and then you see here, uh, even in Luke, it just talks about, I will therefore punish and release him. And so they punished him, and he was trying to get, it, get him to release. Figured, hey, maybe they'll be satisfied if I actually scourge him, mm -hmm. and then I won't have to curse, crucify some innocent man. And he's trying to wash yeah. his hands from this because, like you said, his wife had a had a, a total dream saying he was innocent and don't do don't do have anything to do with this man. And I think I, I don't know, Gus. I don't know. I think that is God's way of just making sure nobody pinned this on the Romans, right? This was the rebellion of the Jewish leaders that he was, he wanted to make sure had full responsibility in this. As he says in another place, he said he came to his own, his own knew him not. Clearly they didn't, they thought he was, uh, by saying that he was the son of God that, well, how can that be? Cause you know, their Shema prayer, behold the Lord our God is one God. Mm -hmm. Worship and truth, whatever, but but clearly they weren't looking at the fact that you know Adam Adam was a son of God. The angels are to considered sons of God, uh, but this was the son of God, the only begotten son of God, meaning he's one with God. Mm -hmm. Think about it. the only begotten of the Father. Everything else was begotten of him everything seen and unseen because everything created was created by the spirit and the word in the beginning when he said let there be light so every other son was begotten from this jesus so he is superior to all the other sons and anything else created because he was always been he's with the father amen and if you just think about it everything around this is going to be a victory for us, right? Victory for Christ and a defeat of Satan. He thinks he's got this I, I've got the Son of God now and I'm gonna crucify him in the most cruel way. And uh Pilate, what did he put at the top? Right? We're gonna see that in a second. Boom, boom, boom. King of the Jews. And the Jews say, No, 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 no. Say he said he was the king of the Jews. And Pilate says, I've written what I've written. So we're gonna mm -hmm. just celebrate right now. The great things he does, and let's uh, let's worship to this. This is 
great things. Gus, you uh, want to read the top part, and I'll do the bottom right now. Sure. Our first uh, verse we want to highlight is, Come, let us worship our King, O God. You've done great things. Who is the King of glory, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle? Psalm 24, 8. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1, 1. Secondly up, we've got, oh, hero of heaven, you conquer the grave, free every captive, and break every chain. So this death on the cross, what did it do? By counseling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands, he set aside nail it to the cross. This is the victory versus the defeat. It says we more are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I am sure that neither life nor death, nor rulers, nor powers, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's Romans 36-39. And thirdly, we've got, We dance in your freedom, O Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. And let them praise his name with dancing, making melody to him with tambourine and lyre. This is a Psalm 149.3, and for thus says the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. That's Isaiah 57.15. Let's worship to the great things God does. God created the heaven and the earth. 
to him who loved us. I'm sure that neither death nor life, nor rulers nor powers, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Another celebration song is Shout to the Lord. The first lyric we attach scripture to is Shout to the Lord, all the earth let us sing. I always like to think all the earth, and we're made of the dust of the earth, so I say all this earth sing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but the scripture there is, clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy, For Psalm 47.1. Number two here is, mountains bow down and the seas will roar at the sound of your name. Psalm 66.4 says, all the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Mm -hmm. And then we've got Philippians 2.10, which says, So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Again, Ooh. it's Philippians. And it's coming, folks. You might as well give in now and yeah. enjoy the ride. <laughs> it says, uh, my comfort and my shelter. Yes. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Psalm 91, verse 1. Mm -hmm. Fourth verse is tower and refuge and strength. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. Psalm 61. <laughs> Great song.
All right, before we do that next one, I wanted to uh, just let you guys know we're about ready to have one come on probably uh, in the next uh, 10 to 15 minutes. But anyway, Gus, uh, let's dig into more of this. What do you think about some of those songs? <laughs> I love them songs. Mm -hmm. I like all the ones we've got selected. Um, mm -hmm. And Nick, are they available on the app where we can pull them up? and play yeah. them yeah but no yeah. you can't play them but it just what it'll do on the app it'll show you all of what we have and exactly what version it is what the singers what album it's on and uh, also all the scriptures that are attached to them so there's tons of information if you go to the app and go and go to praise and prayer or word and worship there'll be a link to all the details of all the songs right awesome. so we awesome. don't want to take the the revenue away from those people Right, and uh, so when we don't want to point them to YouTube, <laughs> so you can go to your your uh, obviously Apple and buy those songs and then play them yourself. Those exact version versions, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so let's dig a little bit more into this while we're waiting on Juan. And so when they, he he comes in, let us know, and we'll flip over to Juan O Seven, who's coming on. We kind of went live early. Because we knew we were going to get time with with uh, Juan, but we want to get into some of the scripture. So we kind of talked about this crown of thorns, and I just love how you talk about the thorns, you know. Um, and and the, you know, the Passion of Christ showed, showed this pretty well, where it wasn't just like they placed it on him; it's like they pushed it on him, and he was actually most likely bleeding from those thorns, right? Just and then this this just uh, mocking him. And you think, oh my goodness, can you imagine that? You got the Son of God. In flesh, dying, about to die for, or, or, or dying for our sins, and they're mocking him, Gus. <laughs> they're mocking him. Well, you know, there's. I wish we would have prepared some of these. They may be highlighted in there with the A and the B there. I don't know, but all these things. I know where they parted his garments is coming up. All right. It's all spoken beforehand through the prophets. And let us not forget, the prophets spoke when the word of the Lord came to them. Now, they'd say something like, thus says the word of the Lord. Well, who's the word of the Lord? It's Jesus Christ right yeah. <laughs> here before he became a flesh man who delivered all those words to everybody back then. Uh, so everything that's happening here, there's it was spoken before it happened, and now it's spoken now. So... God was really hoping that the, the Jewish people that followed the Torah and the Psalms and whatnot in, in the uh, scriptures, that they would recognize these things. And some did, but a lot of them did not. Their, their, their lips did honor him, but their hearts were far from him. You know, they mm -hmm. put on, a, they, they were whitewashed tombs full of dead man's bones, you know, and not they had sad. no substance. They didn't have. They didn't have the word in them. So if they had the word in them, they would have recognized. Oh wow! I remember that said that in Psalms we've been reading for years. You know, and that was the whole notion of it. And that's anybody today. The more you get into the Word of God and study it, and you find these little nuggets in the Old Testament and everything, you realize wow, that was like over uh, seven hundred years ago. Someone said that, and now it is happening here. It's like it gives all the validity to God. So God did that for us, so that we know there's no other religion. There's not, and I don't call this religion. I call it uh, a relationship with the Word is what we have here. 
and it, it just blesses you every time you find those little nuggets yeah and it is and it is uh, to just see um, the, and, and there are a bunch of cross references but they're pretty much just going to the other scriptures here like it's just talking about the same event in Matthew where he's mocked and they twisted a crown of a crown of thorns together you'll see see it here mm-hmm. mocked him there's some links to mock him but just going to different parts of, of uh, where they they mocked him so these cross references that don't go much back to the Old Testament at this point in time but this is uh, one of the powers that you have in what I use is, is the Bible gateway where you can go to all these links and, and dig more into the scripture if you'd like I'm going to go back to um, our book of John here. Um, see, Rick, I, not to interrupt, but just so you and everybody know, he just texted a couple minutes ago here. It says, I'll be a few more minutes, but hurrying. Apologies. So he's working on that critical. Okay. Yeah, no problem. We were planning on having Juan go first and then us do this, but we're going to we're gonna kind of make great use of the time while, while we're waiting on Juan. You can accommodate Juanito. When you can get Juanito to come in and share yeah. stuff with us, it always a blessing right yeah so jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and a purple robe i know purple was a very expensive color back then it was very hard to make things purple so it was a sign of royalty royalty right mm-hmm. amen yeah Pilate said to them behold the man isn't that interesting um see where else that said that john 19 is going to get into that where it says behold our your king right so he's going to say that a little bit later um, it's about the sixth hour. He said, "Behold, your king." So it's interesting that God used Pilate to speak truth. He put the king of the Jews on the cross, and he's saying, "Behold, your king." And he said, "What should I do with the king of the Jews?" He's speaking truth. He's not saying, "What should I do with this fraudulent person who claims he's a." He's go. He goes, "What do I do with your king?" <laughs> and they decided they wanted to kill the literal king of the Jews that came down in flesh as a flesh man. Pilate said to them, Behold the man. When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Take him yourself and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. So there's find no guilt you see in a couple places, right? He says it later in in, uh, John 8, but he also says it in the next chapter, where he basically says, When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Take him yourself and crucify him. So multiple times we're going to see him stating that not only in john 18 which, uh, um, which we're in now but also in john 19. or maybe i messed that up are we in john 19 now i guess we are in john 18. so they were talking about i'm sorry I, I reversed that back in back in 18 he says after this he said to them he went back and outside of the jews and told them i find no guilt in him right after he said what is truth right and he's actually talking to truth itself Right? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And Pilate said, what is truth? It's me, buddy. <laughs> it's just what, what Jesus could have said. <laughs> right? It's like, wow. But Jesus could have, could have pulled a Robert in there and say, you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, Jesus did have the power to call down this legion of angels. And how many is in the legion that you were saying, Gus? Um Six, the six thousand. So, and he was do twelve. So it's seventy-two thousand. He could have pulled in, at, you yeah. know, at any time. Yeah. So, which uh, is, you know, we think angels. Maybe there's a few of them, but there's like mass numbers out there. 
and yeah, we each mm-hmm. originally heard that I thought we always had one guardian angel but some people have multi, you know more than one three or or more sometimes I think depending on what their calling is and what they're doing and of course they're ministering spirits for God's elect for for us the the ones that are, that are heirs to salvation so it's an interesting he planted them first and then created man of course some of them fell and were evil on this earth I think my my theory is that in the beginning our beginning he came down on this earth reshaped it, and informed it after they trashed it and then made us to eradicate this evil off the planet and that's what wow, he's been trying to interesting convince us all this time you know because he said subdue the earth everything in it that's interesting you always think about some things that most people don't even ever think of so <laughs> that's why we have gus here to do his gusology i love it so um we i find no guilt in him we see this multiple times right um and we, we and you see that right down here again so he says it at least three times right uh, where he's trying to get out of, of, of having to do this. So uh, when Pilate heard the statement, he was even more afraid. This is interesting. Take him for yourselves and crucify him. I find no guilt in him. The Jews answer him, we have a law. And according to the law, he ought to die because he has made himself the son of God. And uh, when his, we, he, he thinks about his wife having that dream that this man is an innocent man, and he's saying, are you the king of the Jews? And he says, you say that I am, right? Are you a king? Yeah, and then he talked, he talked, already talked to him about from a different place other than here. So what did Pilate think? When Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. So he had the fear of the Lord in him. So, so he is, right? That's the beginning of wisdom. So he's a wise man making sure he wiped the blood off his hands, right? Mm-hmm. It's interesting though, we have a law, and according to the law, he ought to die because he has made himself the son of God. You know, and like I was saying earlier, Adam was a son of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're considered sons of God, little g, or sons of little, uh, sons of the God, you know, uh, but they're gods, they're little g gods, creation. So, you know, where's that law? Mm-hmm. I don't think you'll find it anywhere back there. It's not in the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not call thyself. The... So we become sons of God. And uh, it reminds me of the we... Chosen episode, not this last one in season four, but season three, when when he when he's basically saying you recant that, or we're gonna they're gonna stone them because they say it's blasphemy to be equal with God. So. They did not think anybody that the Messiah was going to come down and be equal with God. And uh, so they thought it was blasphemy and that's why they were going to stone him, right? And he said, we're going to have to, we're going to, have to do what the, the law says, the law of Moses. And Jesus looked right at him and says, I am the law of Moses. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> you remember that scene? Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a little bit of theological argument whether, you know, is he really the law? We know he's the word of God, um, but he is, is he the law of Moses? I'm not quite sure. And there's some people arguing for it and against that theology, but it was an awesome scene either way. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know that uh, God clarified, Jesus Christ clarified to the disciples, yeah, and whoever, whoever it was that asked him that time, 
what, what must I do to fulfill the law? And he said, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor because they're equally the same and that fulfills all the law because if you love your God and love your neighbor you're not going to steal from them you're not going to murder them you're not going to do any of the other things you know if you love God you're not going to serve any false gods so everything is housed in love mm-hmm. you know yeah but all these other laws they you know we know they've added a bunch to them and they were making it harder for people to get into heaven than you know to if they would have just left them alone to their own devices you know they they were uh like i said they're whitewashed tombs on the outside they looked the part but inside they were full of dead man's bones yeah no purpose for the kingdom of god yeah the sad that's the sad part they made all those rules so that they wouldn't break the sabbath as an example but then it ended up just taking the full piece of love for other people and love uh, out of it right so they're all focused on uh, what we have to be careful of is falling into legalism right and legalism is a real danger that the pharisees and sadducees displayed over and over again right yeah and he covered that in so many different uh parallels parables and stories like when pull the ox out of, if you got an ox in a ditch on a Sunday you can pull them out is it good to do is it is it good to do good on the Sabbath or do evil or something he says you know so it's it's real simple you know somebody needs you you help them yeah yeah I like this dies dies talking about this I like the chosen scene in Nazareth where they want to throw him off the cliff and he just says not today and walks right through them back to the township And actually, if you look at that, it's one of the memory verses I have. It actually says Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, right? So that was not exactly the way, uh, at least the scripture I memorized is, but uh, uh, which is John 8, 58 and 59, which basically mm-hmm. says that it, Jesus said to them, Very, verily, verily, I say to you, before Abraham I am. And they picked up stones to throw at him, and but Jesus hid himself and walked out of the tent and went out of the temple so you know jesus had capabilities of <laughs> the invisible man <laughs> right he, mm-hmm. he could cloak himself right so yeah. even <laughs> hey he says greater things than this will you do because i go on to the father who so who knows we can't even begin to think about what we're going to learn that these human instruments that we have that they've dumbed down they've tricked us into ingesting all these poisons and everything to slow us down and make us unhealthy when we get through all this there's no telling what we're gonna we're gonna be walking around healing people and it's gonna be beautiful i'm telling you it's gonna be wonderful it's yeah i think i'm gonna try Earth. that when the fbi knocked down my door for january 6th right i'm just gonna go cloak father cloak me <laughs> in the name of jesus <laughs> and i'll walk run right through him <laughs> So uh, we don't know what he's gonna do, boy. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be using his name for ev- everything as this, uh, as this continues. It's gonna be fun. Oh, we better leave this guy alone. He's going nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it might work in a completely different way, like you just said. Um, here he says, when Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. It's kind of funny. Uh, I, I hate to share this, but when I was at the January 6th event, right um, after all this had happened. Um, 
I'll tell a quick story that, that's related to this is why it's one of my memory verses is that um, I met uh, my uncle there who's an awesome man of God and he brought another just on fire believer that was really into the spirit and was even teaching me you know how I say raise your hand and, and you feel the, the, the tingling of your hands of the, and he taught me how to do that as we were praying for somebody else to heal them and it, and we were just you know we were all just praying for each other around in the hotel after all this happened and uh, he took me aside um, and to be individually and um, at that point in time um, as you know I was I was being very bold with my channel and um, and he, he he came to me and goes uh, and he had never met me before just a friend of my uncle my wife's uncle actually and he and he said and he said Rick do you, you, you know that scripture where Jesus cloaked himself and I didn't even recognize it at that time and I got no and he goes he goes he goes uh, I God's cloaked you you're being you're being cloaked for some reason to be to be to be safe and so anyway that's just kind of kind of hit me like wow um and so that's one of the reasons why i memorized that scripture because it's so cool that you know here you have jesus literally hid himself and walked out of the temple uh, when they picked up stones they were going to kill him right there right because they thought he was a blasphemer so i thought that was a really interesting part of uh, i think multiple times too do you not and the other thing I used to not understand, like when he healed the guy, told him to go wash himself and see the priest and do what he tells you to do or whatever. You know the scripture I'm referring to, and he says, see that you tell no one. And I thought, well, why wouldn't he want to tell everybody so everybody knows? But mm -hmm. I think it's because it wasn't his time yet. He didn't want to get that word out there. And Yeah. You know, and he they, they kind of address that a little bit in the Chosen series episodes one through three not to be a spoiler but just let you know that episodes one through three that it's in theaters until wednesday you only can see it through wednesday because then they're going to go to the next episodes in the theater so they're going to show all eight in the in the u.s anyway they're going to show all eight episodes of the chosen um like two or three weeks apart boop, boop, boop. so next weekend it's going to be the naked episode so if you want to see them in theaters and support it which i highly recommend you doing so awesome to see this on a big theater with other people in the room um make sure you do it this weekend or by wednesday okay then the, then the following weekend it'll be the next episodes right but um anyway they, they talk about that very scene um, yeah check that out yeah so if you go here but Jesus gave them an answer. <clears throat> I said, no, no, here it goes. He was even more afraid. And uh, again, to me, that's a healthy fear when you're afraid of the Son of God, right? <laughs> so Pilate's closer to the Lord than the Jewish leaders, unfortunately, at this time, right? So who knows? You know, who knows that maybe we'll see Pilate in heaven um, if he if he saw everything and saw the, you know, heard about the, uh, saw the darkness when Jesus died and. Heard that the veil tore from bottom to top. Who knows how many people were saved from um, the uh, reverent fear of the Lord, right? Um, mm -hmm. He entered his headquarters again and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. So this is submission, right? When he can call the 72,000 angels, when he, can, he could have stopped himself from being scourged, could have stopped himself from bleeding on the thorns, he submitted completely and sometimes i think that's what we need to do right and even though we're justified for vengeance as an example 
we're justified from a human perspective. God just wants us to submit and let him have his vengeance, right? Amen, and sometimes it takes a real big failure to really get you to turn around. Crazy as it seems. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to... Convict your soul. All right, we'll go to the rest of this, and then we'll play some more music until Juan gets in here, and then Gus can go check on him. So Pilate said to him, you will not speak to me. Do you not know that I have the authority to release you and authority to crucify you? And Jesus answered him, You would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me over to you has the greater sin. Mm. Any thoughts there, Gus? Uh, I think he, in a way he may be taking, letting, uh, Pontius Pilate just coming to me now maybe he was letting him off the hook in a way saying well you wouldn't have this authority if it wasn't given to you my father because he knew he had to be crucified mm -hmm. but the one who turned them into Pontius Pilate had the greater sin you know because their yeah. intentions he maybe he saw Pontius Pilate he, well he had to see his intentions he kept saying I find no fault in this man you know mm -hmm. but truly uh, all authority in heaven and earth is given by Christ. So, uh, and, and you know, the, the devil is certainly, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He's doing all kinds of destruction on here, but God has the upper hand because even in death, we win when we're in Christ because, you know, we get the upgrade. And I love so. that. <laughs> That's so encouraging. I, I'm using that. I've told other told other people that. Uh, my my teaching partner, Gus, says that you don't have to be scared of God, death because the death's actually an upgrade. You're going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to my buddy's sister's funeral uh, last night and then today. Mm. Uh, There's tomorrow, actually. But uh, I was saying there, I said, you know, people fight and struggle to hang on to this life. And then as soon as they, I think, I believe as soon as they step through that threshold and get there and like, what the world was I struggling for? Yeah. <laughs> beautiful, you know? Yeah. Truly. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm not sure if I got an older comment from Die here. See see if you can recall what this may be. And she says, I wonder if it's where the saying caught between the devil and the deep blue sea comes from. Caught between mm. the devil and the deep blue sea. Interesting. I don't think I've heard, heard have you heard that term before? caught between the uh -huh. devil and the deep blue sea yeah interesting and she's from england so it might might be different different sayings in different areas i noticed that where where i'm from pocatello idaho area right and a, a lot of people that uh, my wife as well so we <laughs> we have these little sayings that only people from idaho know <laughs> mm -hmm. all right let's get into some some uh, more scripture we talk about uh, jesus about ready to be sent to the cross but uh you know what? In the end, he resurrects, right? So that's what we're going to be talking about right now is this resurrection power with the song Rattle. Mm. I'll do the top parts. <laughs> yes, sir. So what's that? This, this is the sound of dry bones rattling. In Ezekiel 37, 7, and I prophesied there was a sound and behold, a rattling of the bones came together bone to its bone. Eventually becomes a great army mm -hmm. okay, second verse is 
Raise, make a dead man walk again. Open the grave. I'm coming out. I'm going to live again. The man who died came out. This is Lazarus. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. John 11:44. I think we get to see that scene in The Chosen this season. And thirdly, we've got resurrection power. There's another miracle here in this room. Luke 24, 36 says, As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be to you. There's a resurrected Christ. Those 40 days with his disciples. And finally, we got Pentecostal fire stirring something new. You're going to... You're not going to run out of miracles anytime soon. Right, next two, one through three, what happens is when the day of Pentecost arrived, 50 days after his resurrection, 50 days after the after the Passover, suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and the divided tongues of fire rested on them. Let's celebrate the resurrection power with rattle.
Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. in my deliverer. My God and my rock in whom I take refuge. My shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. All right, we're back to like the very first song we ever did. It's called Mighty to Save. It starts out with uh, my God is mighty to save. I think Gus is actually... Okay, go ahead. I think you're muted there. Muted. Uh, the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. And that's Zephaniah 3, verse 7, 8. The second lyric we've attached scripture to is, He rose and conquered the grave. Christ died for our sins in accordance with scriptures that he was buried he was raised on the third day and that he appeared to Cephas then to the twelve then appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time most of whom are still alive 1st Corinthians 15 3 through 6 beautiful shine your light and let the whole world see Are the light of the world, the city cannot be hidden. Let your light shine before others. Matthew 5, 14 and 16. Yeah, so some of the music just drowned you out. So you are the light of the world. The city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Remember that. Let your light shine before others. This is Matthew 5, 14 through 16. Let's worship the mighty to save. Thank you. 
in your midst, a mighty one who will save.
What an awesome worship song. And we got Juan in the house now. So we're going to flip over to him. Gus, thanks for this. We'll, we'll finish up some uh, word and worship after we have some beautiful time just to get updates from Juan. Looks like he's in a beautiful place there. So Juan, can you unmute? Uh, how are you doing today? Undisclosed location. <laughs> yeah, undisclosed. There we go. Oh, there it is. I see it. <laughs> uh, well, it's too bad. Uh, it's actually a beautiful day out, but we're just going into some fog here. And uh, so you're in the land of the midnight sun and uh, had uh, quite a few beautiful uh, icebergs go by in the last little bit. But we're actually headed uh, out into a little bit more open water to get to the next spot. And uh, so, but uh, you can still see some of it out here. It's, uh, it's uh, pretty fun. So we had a. We had a pretty good one back here just a little bit ago. It was, you know, Empire State Building as we went by it. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. I don't know if you can see my shirt. Uh, I had a world according to one. Slaves no more. (laughs) Gus has. uh, That's right. That's a great shirt. Gus has something. uh, See if I can get get him up here for a second. Uh, Yes. uh, Can you see his uh, 2020 is not over yet? See if I can get up that. I did. I did. All right. That's a pretty good one. In fact, I think Jen has a uh, special she just put on the site, I think, yesterday, last night, with uh, some 2020 uh, uh, It's Not Over Yet stuff. And, you know, within the context of what's going on in the country and the world right now, uh, it sounded almost over the top to talk about that. Um, You know, even as recently as a few months ago, people thought we were off, off a rocker, but... Uh, for example, Epic Times just a few hours ago published an article, uh, three-year investigation, and determined that just like Putin said in the interview with Tucker uh, that was put out yesterday, the Russian um, conclusion by their intelligence agencies is that the mail-in ballot was uh, the fraud that uh, uh, stole the election. Uh, the article by Epic Times that came out uh, just a couple hours ago discusses the fact that uh, in almost any scenario, the way you look at it, the uh, the proven uh, falsities within the mail-in ballot um, put the Biden uh, group in and uh, stole the election from Trump. So the reason that that maybe is relevant even for believers here in this channel, and I'm very sensitive to the fact that I'm talking to uh, uh, predominantly uh, believers, I would think, especially after a great worship song like that, uh, drove the devil and his demons right out of the house, right? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's be, you know, just have an honest conversation here. Freedom to worship God is what drove the uh, pilgrims here in the first place. You know, there, there was a problem with uh, who was going to run uh, the church, the royalty or uh, the pe- people, the ministers. And so in order to get religious freedom, those pilgrims came here so they could worship in spirit and in truth. Uh, and uh, establish a new land in which to uh, grow and function, etc. Uh, I was up with Gideon's army the last couple of years uh, during the summertime at Pilgrim Rock, and 
the Pilgrim Monument and uh, very important things for us as Christians to remember. We think of constitutional issues and coming together as a nation, but before that, the people upon which this nation was founded were here for religious freedom. And if you get an administration that is not of the people, not by the people, through fraud, the Capones, the, the mob, not dealing in counterfeit dollars, but counterfeit votes that are worth gazillions more. Think of how much money has been diverted to what kinds of projects in the last three years that these people have been in office. And if we say that they're there through fraud, that it's a crime family or families working together globally, not just here in the US, to put these people into office and then divert your life energy in the form of money, taxes, uh, everything that we do as a country, laws, the perspective we have out across the country and the world, uh, that affects your ability to live free, to uh, have religious freedom, and it also affects where your life energy goes. How much of your life energy is going for things that you cannot agree with within the church, within the body of believers, within the Christian faith? Uh, is some of your tax money going to mutilate adolescent children, prepubescent children, to uh, convince them that God made a mistake in their gender, and therefore they must have the help of the state and the psychiatrists, the drugs, everything, the education system, to convert them to the sex that they were supposed to be that God screwed up on. Um, how much of that are you paying for as a citizen and how much does uh, who's in power affect those types of uh, monetary decisions, uh, political decisions, legal decisions, um, and have you got control over that? Is this a government of the people, by the people, for the people? Or is it a government of the corrupt, by the corrupt, for the corrupt? You know, Putin made some interesting statements in the interview with Tucker yesterday, and I, I don't know if people fully grasped this. This is very important. Putin, and you have to think about it, you know, you got great intelligence services, uh, and he, of course, came out of the intelligence services in Russia. Mm -hmm. Putin um, made some amazing observations. He said that he wasn't really concerned about the Biden administration. That the Biden administration, that Biden himself wasn't actually in power. <laughs> he wasn't making any of the decisions at all. He wasn't worried about Biden. What he was worried about was the people that are running Washington, D.C., that aren't the ones that you see. They're not the names that you know. We have lots of people that talk about the fact that, you know, all oh, the Obama, you know, Obama's still running Biden. It's just the third term by Obama, the fourth term by Obama, whatever. Is it? You know, a lot of people aren't aware of it. I've mentioned it over the last few days. 
Where did Obama go two and a half weeks ago? He came right where I'm at right now. Where was the last foreign trip that uh, he took all these members of his administration? I mean, aircraft from all the richest to the rich all showed up down at Bariloche in Argentina at the southern tip. And what, what were they doing down there? And the, and the missing time when supposedly they're out horseback riding and hanging out, where were they? Right out here. What's going on? I'm talking to the Christians here because your life is being run, orchestrated. You don't see their faces. You don't know precisely who they are, but your life is being run by them remotely. Washington, D.C. is just a uh, branch office for them. They don't even go there themselves. They make their office workers come to them. Putin, in the conversations that occurred with Tucker, made some interesting uh, points related to this whole fight with in Ukraine. And what's he really talking about? Who is that military in Ukraine? Who is it really representing? Who's, uh, who's there in its ranks? That's the Azov Battalion. It's the Nazis. Russia will never, ever give in to that crowd. Never, ever. But even there, who's actually running that? To whose advantage? What's going on here? Um, we as Christians have a certain responsibility to be salt and light. If we've lost control of our government, if we've lost control of our life energy going out to pay taxes to do things that we otherwise profess that we're against, won't cooperate with within the churches, and yet, oh, by the way, you're 501c3. You're approved by the state. If you say anything that goes counter to what you're allowed to say politically, to have political speech, ooh, ooh. So how, how much different are we than the old Soviet Union? I remember back in the day, uh, going back into the 70s, early 70s, and being in the room and the guys talking about the fact that eventually the U.S. and the Soviet Union would look the same, that we'd become like them. They'd become a little bit like us. We'd become a lot like them. And when you think of the controlled media, the fact that you can't have an honest conversation in most of the uh, social media, one wrong word, one wrong name, and you're canceled out, you're cut off. Isn't that like the Soviet Union was? And so uh, the churches where you got to speak uh, politically correct talk in the church, what's going on? And so we as a people have a responsibility to be counted, to be heard. Within the coalition of uh, candidates and uh, other uh, projects that some of us are involved in behind the scenes, uh, we have many Christians that are running for office and standing up, taking a stand, and then they need our assistance and support. Uh, we're going to allow people to get in just because they'll get money into your district. 
is the money corrupt money is it actually going to help or is it just uh, part of the problem are we getting people in that are principled the Christians need to show up at these campaign rallies they need to show up at the caucuses they need to show up to vote and if you act like it's not you know it's beneath you or you're too busy um, I bet you dollars to donuts you talk to any one of those pilgrims you talk to those guys back before the Constitution was signed before they decided to go to war with the motherland and they tell you church or the front lines I'll take the front lines there's moments where you, when you have to step forward and be counted and this is one of those moments we're coming into that season pick a lane this is the moment where the discussion goes from uh, you know how many angels can dance on the head of a pin to much more substantial things what's the world look like for your children your grandchildren and do we allow people to run us remotely through their agents where was John Kerry on election day 2016 the ambassador to the world one of the five wisest men on the planet he's right here that's where he was where did Newt Gingrich go who was advising the Trump team right after Trump won in 2016 two weeks later right there for three weeks where'd Obama go a couple weeks ago when they found out that Tucker was going to the Soviet Union now become Russia Soviet Union's dead we killed it it's gone forever right there you're in a fight that's different than what you realize you're in run by players you don't fully understand with capabilities and objectives and a mindset that is totally counter to who we are as a people as a uh, Christians everybody here needs to be praying about that asking for divine understanding guidance and then we need to put the people into office and we need to be part of getting into office ourselves as people to recapture control all that's necessary for evil to win is that good people do nothing think about that and if you look at I imagine you're talking about Antarctica South Pole or type area and um, all kinds of funky things going on down there so what what what's your trip about can you share anything oh uh, we had beautiful meetings uh, at uh, countries all along the way and uh, see if we can get a little bit better view here so there's the fog lifting there a little bit so we're going into a fog bank here and uh, I'll probably lose most of our view but if you looked up you can kind of see we've actually got a little bit of blue sky up there so this is pretty low it's actually a beautiful sunny day um, just above this low cloud cover and uh, I had somebody that flew in on the uh, helicopter earlier and uh, they said yeah it was only up there at about 1500 feet beyond that it was just uh, absolutely spectacular um, you'll notice 
that there is um, across the world right now a wave of elections that are going towards um, uh, the people. And it's, it's interesting that when there's a move of the Spirit, move of God, a lot of times you don't see it uh, up close, too close. You step back, though, and you start realizing all across various regions there's something similar happening, whether I'm in Africa where there's unbelievably huge revival going on across uh, uh, Eastern Africa. Uh, Iran, which had a huge... Uh, revival that's still going fastest growing Christian population in the world uh, for several years uh, even within Russia think about this the Russian people have undergone an amazing revival in the last 20 years amazing um, uh, after the fallout from the fall of the wall the economic crises everything the oligarchs and yet they've pulled out of that and there is a, a very intense um, move of God spirituality and in fact that's part of what's going on even with Putin the people can't give in to this onslaught this fight that they're in on their border they cannot allow that to win mm -hmm. and so they put their their life energy their blood their children into that fight because they will not give in to the evils coming from that side. Uh, that's about to reach very close to home. And we're going to have to understand what's going on as a people. The one beautiful thing is there have been people behind the scenes fighting for quite a long time that have uh, engineered things in such a way that while we may have some civil uh, unrest in many places, many parts of the country, the thing that they want more than anything else, which is civil war in America, I believe will be denied to them. But it won't be denied just because of military. It won't be because of political. It'll be because God's people will call out to him they will repent they will ask for forgiveness there's a spiritual move that's about to come i'm speaking to this audience specifically because revival is always preceded by prayer uh, uh, and there has to be a certain fervency a certain intensity a certain genuineness to it god's as serious as you are if you're praying mealy-mouthed sissy prayers uh, you'll probably get mealy-mouthed sissy answers if you think about what's gone on in America and how we got to this point and the horrors that are being done in the name of every citizen here in the country by your own government that's been allowed to come into power then um, you should be able to you know ante up with enough fervor that uh, you are actually shaking the kingdom grabbing horns grabbing hold on to the horns there at the altar and asking God to shake the world shake America um, 
you know, uh, yesterday I had uh, someone that I've been helping out in the background that was in a very, you know, things had reached a certain crescendo. We'd been working on something for about six months. And uh, um, on, on multiple fronts, it was all coming to a head at the same time. So after I got off the phone with them, uh, I, I had uh, the luxury of uh, a certain period of time for prayer. And, uh, you know, did just, because there was, there was an answer that really was only going to come from God himself. And during that period, that was exactly when things that had been bottled up that weren't getting uh, resolved uh, literally broke um, in series. It was actually a, a very amazing thing. And I didn't, you know, say that much to my friend except, you know, I had him in prayer. But I, I know I'm talking to this audience on purpose this way. I know uh, because that was exactly where I had kind of stopped, slowed down, and got serious because it had reached a certain point where there was so many things that had to happen right now. And, uh, um, and they did. Prayer changes things. Either you believe it or you don't. And if you believe it, you do it. And if you only half believe it, then you only half do it. America is coming into a moment of intense drama on multiple fronts. Who's actually the president? Who has, who's got control of the butt? See, that's what Putin was really talking about in this interview. And he cracked the ice. He went around the rest of the media. Why did he do Tucker? Why not CNN? Why not CBS? Why Tucker? Because Tucker is bypassing the normal media um, blockages, if you will. And uh, he was trying to get to you. He literally is trying to get to the bread and butter Americans, the mainstream, the heart of what we've classically thought of America as being, and telling us, you know, from their perspective, what's going on. And the most important thing that you should have heard in that is that the people in D.C. aren't running America. They're not the ones behind your life. Is it bankers? Is it royal families? Is it the breakaway that wants to run the planet remotely? But where are they running it? Into the ground. You think that they want wealth? You think that they want your buildings, your children, anything you have? No. They just want you to die. It's like the movie uh, Independence Day. And the guy's talking to the alien. And the aliens, you know, what what, what, what do you want? What, what can we offer? What, you know, can't we work together? What do you want from us? And all the alien says is, I want you to die. They don't have it. They don't want anything you have. The breakaway doesn't care what you have. They've already got better as far as they're concerned. They want to repopulate the planet their way. They believe that if we destroy each other, that the bad karma is on us, that they're immune from divine judgment. This is literally how they think. They're immune from divine judgment if we destroy each other. 
because we did it. Well, we won't go along with the devil or his minions or his servants. We will seek divine assistance and we won't be our brother's keeper doing it and we won't be our brother's murderer. That's how we win. This audience's job right now is to get serious in prayer that there's a move of God. See, God doesn't do anything without permission. He gave the earth and everything that's in it to Adam and his seed. That's you guys. If you ask God to intercede in this world, then God has permission because you've invited him into your life, into your personal circumstances, and then into the world which he gave you. This is to Adam and his seed. This isn't to monsters. This isn't to the devil's seed. So if you want God's help, divine assistance, divine protection, divine interaction, then you got to ask for it. And if we're going to do it, we have to win on the numbers, which means we need a significant percentage of the population in agreement. That's where we have to go out and spend the time with our neighbors to also have them join us in prayer. In some national resolve, we will find divine protection and assistance. I, I said a prayer the other day. Uh, I believe it was on uh, Gideon's army. And we knew that the situation on the Tina Peters case up in Colorado was going a very difficult direction. She was going to trial and that really uh, things were not in a position where it was going to go a good direction. They, they had The judge had already put things in such a way that literally um, nothing that was going to help her was going to get into the trial. And so essentially, literally, we set it up to where the only outcome the jury could have is to send her to prison at the end of the trial. Gold Star Mom. Horrible situation. Yes. And so I prayed, I said, uh, with, with the group, the Gideon's Army as a team, and I prayed, Father God, we pray for some kind of divine um, intervention, some way to change things that nobody sees coming, nobody could anticipate that your hand would be in there to uh, stop this trial from going forward, uh, uh, to release some piece of information, to bring somebody forward that changes the direction of the um, In literally the hours that followed, completely out of the blue, uh, we were able to come up with some uh, other alternatives and Unfortunately, she did get sick, very sick. Uh, in fact, she actually even uh, to the point where her sinuses were bleeding uh, from rawness, from you know, literally blowing her nose because it's so horrible. And uh, so while she got super sick, um, just from exhaustion and all the stuff that she was doing, and uh, some things that came up within the legal side that uh, caused a situation where the legal team had to literally be changed. It bought time. Now she's 
scheduled for trial in uh, late July now. It got rescheduled, and that's still going forward. But then um, a number of things that are in the pipeline right now that will be released even in days about what happened in the election, just like this uh, Epic Times article and, and other things similarly. I believe that the environment we will be in will be radically different come time of trial. And what was engineered to send her to prison, and we might not get it resolved for a decade, will now perhaps go a completely different direction. And I believe that's actually exactly what's going to happen. And it was a divine thing. And nobody saw it coming before the night that we said that prayer together. Do you understand that? Prayer changes things. Yes, this amen. audience, amen. this amen. audience should lead the way in that and join hands with others that are doing similar, uh, just like Gideon's army. You know, I'll, I'll say a prayer oftentimes. We had our coalition call today, and there was a particular series of events that were happening out in California. And I stopped. We had all these people that are running for office and assisting them in that call. I said, you know, let's, let's just pray about this. And we said a prayer. And I said, I, I know that many of you here, none of us came together on a spiritual grounds. We didn't come together because we're Christians. But amazingly, the vast majority aren't just, you know, God-minded. They're outspoken uh, believers. And we're ready to join together closed ranks in prayer and we did just that uh, on a very specific thing I don't know what you might be seeing in your own situation whether family work uh, some other thing that needs to invite God into the situation but I do know that if you're the and you're going to represent uh, the government of God in heaven, you need to um, engage him with an actual request, giving him an invite into the situation, and then looking and anticipating divine um, outcomes, divinely orchestrated outcomes. If you do it, he will. God is as serious as you are. And we're past this moment where um, it's playtime. We're past this moment where we are, are in the fuzzy, you know, it's all wonderful, beautiful, everything else. Uh, when you're going to war, there's a different face you get on, different attitude you get in. Go after a mama uh, bear or her cubs and find out what that looks like are you passive in your Christianity or are you taking it serious and are you pissed and then when you are are you taking it out on the person next to you that doesn't have a clue what you're talking about or are you taking it out on the devil uh, Curry Blake who I, I really enjoy uh, up there at uh, Dominion Church up in Dallas uh, he has a saying he says you know when you're going after the devil, you don't do it with your mouth closed. 
as you're going after the devil, you do it with a word. You do it um, with a praise to God in heaven. You're driving the devil out. You know, uh, Curry says, you know, he, he used to wake up and be afraid of the demons in the morning. Now he wakes up and the demons are afraid. Oh, oh he's up, he's up, run. <laughs> I hope that, that people in this audience get the same reaction from the devil and his minions. Okay, when you get up in the morning, oh my gosh, he's up, he's up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What was that okay. name again in so, Dallas? What was that name of the pastor? Uh, Curry, uh, Curry Blake up at uh, Dominion Church. Uh, you know, he has a, a tremendous teaching ministry. I think he might even have the largest online uh, teaching ministry now out there. Uh, and it's happened in the last year or so very uh, uh, unexpectedly almost. And, uh, and it so was Blake, I think, it was with a B is a Blake? Uh, yep, yeah, Blake. Yeah, Curry Blake. Okay. And the reason I like him, he's a no-nonsense. He's not Elvis from the pulpit, okay? Uh, he's a pretty uh, just-the-facts man. Uh, the scripture, this is what it means. It's it's based on uh, John G. Lake and his ministries uh, back from like the 20s. The healing and, ministry. Uh, Big healing ministry. You know, there's a, there's a lot of beautiful people out there doing beautiful ministries. So I'm not, I, I don't want to do some, there's no spirit of, of exclusivity here. God's doing amazing works with lots of people. But I just happen to enjoy, everybody's got different flavors, right? You know, I like my cappuccino. Sometimes I like a latte instead. Uh, you know, I, everybody's got their own tastes and flavors. I personally like his way of presenting uh, scriptures and truth. Um, and uh, it's, it's pretty rapid fire. He's uh, fairly concise. And, uh, uh, you know, I think uh, very sound on the basics scripturally. And so that's why I enjoy him, and I, and I, I just mentioned that if people are looking for someplace, uh, John G. Lake Ministries, I think, uh, uh, J-G-L-M, I think is how they do it on the initials for a lot of their stuff. And they have three online. You can listen to some of the presentations, and he just does beautiful work. So just food for thought, folks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm just looking at it and finding it here. I think I found it. So I'm going to show this right here. Yeah. This is uh, yeah. JGLM. That helped me right there. You got it. All right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And, and, and I guarantee you, everybody here will be well served by watching any of his presentations. He just mm -hmm. does a beautiful job. He's one of my favorites um, on the basics. It. I've heard about and, that. And, and we need to be, we need to be, I mean, it's like what you're doing with the uh, worship service like that. We need to be prepping for this moment where everybody here is going to be called on to be present and accounted for uh, to pray us through as a country, to pray individuals through. You know, you, you pray for the country, you pray for the president, you pray for the government and things like that. Well, but then again, that's fantastic, it's beautiful, but you might also have to pray a person right through right in front of you, whether it's uh, divine healing 
or a situation like my friend, which had become fairly desperate, and grab onto the horns of the altar and pray it through. And, and the fun thing about it is this, just like what happened yesterday, I didn't have to, I'm telling you as a group, but I, I wouldn't normally share it. You know, there's things that happen every day. Jen and I, I'll, I'll pray with friends and folks, uh, people that we may have talked to who had done an order in the store or something, we had a chance to call them. Um, and it's very, very fun. But you know, when you get some kind of a outcome that was not what everybody was expecting, just like the Tina Peters thing, getting to pray with the Gideon's Army's folks about that exact situation, and then literally in the hours and the few days beyond that to see this amazing breakthrough that nobody saw coming uh, anywhere, anywhere in the group, even Tina herself. Uh, and that's what I prayed for was something that was a breakthrough type of thing. People can go back and listen to the prayer, and I think that you would see that it was precisely what we had asked for um, in the way things broke. Uh, I know it was that way yesterday. It was completely unexpected. Uh, there was a desperate moment, and nothing was busting loose. And, and we've been out for six months, but there was a certain, you know, why didn't I do it? a week before, a month before, whatever, because it wasn't called to. And then I had that window. I just finished the call, and I was able to pause and make that the focus. And um, uh, literally within that hour, that's when things broke. I'm saying this to you because that's what every one of you are supposed to be doing. And I, you're going to get reinforcement, feedback, outcomes that are going to um, give you reassurance, um, that are going to embolden you more for the next one. And that's why you do it. And even if, uh, you know, look, learning how to pray, even learning your authorities, that's why I like, for example, Curry Blake. He's, he's teaching about your authorities uh, as, you know, in Christ, um, before God in heaven, uh, uh, with the promises that go all the way back to Abraham. And once you understand who you are and your authorities within Christ, uh, you know, in a uh, saved and purified uh, condition, then you're dangerous to the devil and his crew. And so I'm asking you to go do exactly what your job is and enjoy it, okay? Uh, there is a, there's a tremendous satisfaction from going, and I, I, I know not everybody's been through this, but then again, I bet you they have, whether it's sports and the good fight or combat, and to come through something that's, you know, just hair-raising, that's, you know, hard to believe you came through it, but to still be standing. And that by the grace of God, and you have scriptures that you capture, or going back to when you're a kid, uh, how many people in this audience memorized uh, Psalm 23? Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. 
this is a moment where you get to actually experience and live through some of those things and to have them go to a different part of your heart, uh, not just your mind. Um, getting to be in a battle like America is about to go through, fighting for the soul of America to be in the right army, in the right place in history, to get to enjoy this moment. There's so many people, great spiritual leaders, men of conscience, even just dreamers and writers and everything else who dreamed about this moment and they don't get to be here. You do. I had so many friends that were, uh, you know, in the fight that I knew from the 60s and the 70s, and they're all gone, who wished they could see America fighting to take back what these people were slowly eroding away and stealing from us. And as, as much as there's people want to do the devil's work for them and, and talk about all the ways the devil's winning America and, and it's all over and they've got everything. If you actually look at what's going on, their strings of control, their levers of control over America are folding. They're breaking. Even Tucker getting over there talking to Putin, that's a, that's a chip in the glass. That crack is going to go all the way across their TV screen of reality. And more and more people are going to understand the frauds that are being done to us as a people. And the fact that even from your enemy or somebody that's perceived to be our enemy, Putin spoke truth. The people in D.C. are not running your country. It's people that you don't even know running it remotely. And they're not doing it in your interests. They're doing it to destroy America. The time is coming for us to be counted. If we're going to win this war, we're not going to win it brother against brother. We're not going in the streets and fighting our neighbors. It's not going to be states versus states. It's going to be a skirmish, but with the devil's minion. And it's going to be waged primarily in the spiritual realm where those that would oppose us, they fight each other. What do you think is going to happen in these camps? When the Gideon's army engaged the enemy, all of the soldiers of Israel were sent home for various reasons except for 300. And when the 300 went into the enemy's camp, which was this vast, vast camp of multiple different enemies from different countries, when they went in there, they went in with a light and a trumpet and they got in right at the edge of the camp and then at the same time they rose up, they blew their horns, they lit their lamps, they made all sorts of noise and the enemies thought they were spoke different languages and they started attacking each other. They destroyed each other so much so that those enemies were not a threat to Israel for a generation, for 50 years. They no longer were a threat. They may have come here, they may be encamped against America, but if we engage God in heaven, our Father in heaven, and you do need to enunciate that, specific, that specifically, our Father in heaven will provide the assistance, the protection, 
the guidance, the angelic, the divine, for us to be able to prevail here. And by the way, there's a lot of people that they're all spiritual and they're praying. But remember, Christ said, ye are of your father, the devil, to people that worked in the temple, worked in the uh, holy places, the spiritual leaders. And he, he prophesied against them that they weren't of God in heaven. Make sure the father that you're worshiping is our father in heaven. That's why he started the prayer the way he did. There's a lot of uh, falsity out there. Get on the right path. Be genuine. Let's go take this hill. Awesome. I know also one reason we wanted to get you on um, so quickly um, when Gus talked to you last time is because you felt there's going to be a lot of things, uh, I guess, hitting between now and the 14th. Can you talk a little bit about well the fourteenth? Let me just let me just say this that you know I've called it the Saint Valentine's Day massacre. I don't think most people will be aware of it till the next day, but there's some some things that are going to be released, even in the articles that you see going on right now. We're seeing a real move, a push of data that has taken years to accumulate, to vet out, to do the various proofs that are showing that uh, the election 2020 was uh, uh, not what we've had forced on us over this last uh, several years. The people in control of our country are not there lawfully, that we were, uh, it was a stolen election. And it may not be popular to talk about it, but at this point, we cannot seal the deal, and we will not with these people being able to proceed to another election uh, and seal the deal with the fraud. This will be dealt with. Uh, God himself is coming to the rescue. He's answering the call of his people to not allow this fallacy to stand, to turn back the hordes, because this country's mission, its place in history, is to come against the Antichrist spirit, is to come against the devil and his minions who would destroy the earth and then come back and repopulate it from afar with people that will do the devil's bidding. This earth belongs to Adam and his seed. This earth belongs to the children of the promise, the pilgrims. And we will not give our planet over to Satan and his minions, his Baphomets, all of those people who represent a Baphomet spirit, if they put their Baphomets in the White House itself through frauds, we will not allow it to stand. It'll be like they were never here before we're done. We will take them out, uproot them to the last hoof, and then we're going out into the rest of the world not to be our brother's keeper but to be our brother's brother let me say a prayer with you and uh, uh, I know that uh, I've got uh, another appointment that I have to do there's some things going on in the background that I have to uh, stay on uh, that no I, I, I really appreciate you coming on and so it, why Valentine's Day so I have to be there 
just real quickly is yep. that why do you think valentine's day is going to be the day there's certain uh, uh stuff date wise in the legal arena that requires that that stuff be released in a certain window i got you but we might not know it until afterwards okay and by awesome. the way you know valentine's day let me just say this uh, do i celebrate valentine's day uh, i know jen's listening um uh folks valentine's day has its roots in the occult just like easter uh just like um unfortunately the christmas date that we celebrate uh across most all of the world um these people have come us into celebrating their high holy days their occult right. worship days mm -hmm. and memorializing them through the card companies and things like that it's become way worse than it ever was in the last 150 years we as a people need to be conscious of that we can find reasons and ways to um do beautiful things for our loved ones uh and celebrate things and i understand it's almost you know it's so total in our culture that to go against the grain like that is is very hard but uh look at the occult origins of the whole valentine's day thing um find a different way to um do beautiful things for people that you love and look at uh those things that maybe are more scriptural biblical and not give uh even passing um support to these occult uh themes and uh, uh it's the way it is so in this particular case it's not uh, that we want to that there's some great significance on the numbers to that particular date it just happens to be a, a choke point for a particular legal filing and uh okay. we you know these are earthquakes whether you understood it or not with what happened just now with tucker that was about a seven and a half on the richter scale mm -hmm. and the reason is is because it's the first crack in the windshield in the tv screen and that gave an opening for conversation that it hasn't been happening that needs to happen if you notice just to drown that out biden had to come out and do a news conference and it was done on an emergency basis to drive all the conversation away from tucker <laughs> and uh that was you know very specifically done they just had to do it that was actually planned over a week ago based on getting ready for when the Tucker thing was going to be released to to wow. noise cancel it. Uh, what's coming uh, is a nine on the Richter scale. Wow. It doesn't stop everything in the country. It doesn't stop the conversation, but it's a, it's, it's a marker. And mm -hmm. after the shaking, then you got to do a reassessment. Well, wow, now what does that mean? Even this uh, this data that was just released a few hours ago from the Epic Times on uh, the uh, mail-in vote stuff. Look, Putin told you. Their intelligence services assessment was that the election in 2020 was stolen from Trump by the mail-in ballot bullshit. And that's being run by people behind the scenes that are the shadow government, senior executive service, that whole crowd in there orchestrated that. Zuckerberg, who was created out of DARPA, 
Defense Advanced Research Program, the whole Facebook thing. It's a DARPA program. You understand. And by the way, if you want to go there, uh, on their occult numbers, they love their occult numbers. Zuckerberg, Facebook, the DARPA program ended at noon on February 4th, 2004. Anytime you see the 2-4, that's a breaking the 8 number. Think of the hourglass, the infinity sign. That uh, infinity sign is that infinitesimally small pinpoint location between the two sides of the hourglass or the infinity sign. That's where the physical meets the uh, spiritual. It's an occult uh, thing. It goes all the way back to Egypt. Okay, It's like a face of a mirror. And in all of their rock stuff, their TV commercials, etc., um, that breaking the eight number is very important in the occult. Well, what happened when Facebook was incorporated and the DARPA program went real, it went from the black ops area as um, uh, from the development there to the open. And all the money from that where did the money come from for the mail-in ballot to drop boxes? For Zuckerberg to be able to spend on this last election came from right there at uh, Zuckerberg. Uh, you you just had Putin tell you what the assessment was from their side, how this group got into power. Why is he making that point? Because if Trump was in office, Russia wouldn't be on the verge of nuclear war in Central Europe with the Azov Battalion, the legacy of the Nazis. And we would not, uh, we would not, as a planet, be at the edge of war in multiple places, which the devil absolutely loves. So, uh, you've been warned, you've been given information, and now you got to pray your way out of this box. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Amen. I just, before we pray, just real quick, I just want to make sure everybody knows <clears throat> that you can. Get a bunch of unique um, merchandise from the Jennifer Mac dot store. You can see it on the on the lower third there. The Jennifer Mac dot com. Um, you get the the, the the twenty over twenty twenty. It's not over yet. What a good time to get it for sure. For a shirt, a cup, as well as a poster. I think that Gus has the poster if I remember right. And uh, then you have, uh, I guess there's all kinds of, of, of things. There's a, the Matador jacket. Oh, I, well, I'll tell you what. I just found out uh, a couple hours ago. So uh, uh, some certain people that are close to the president, uh, uh, I had given them some flags, the uh, Megador flags. Uh -huh. and so while they were over having dinner, uh, family dinner or something, uh, they uh, <laughs> had them sign them so they could fly it in front of the house. Uh, you know, those Megador uh, the emblems, the flags, that's so much fun. Uh, Trump is the Megador. Beautiful stuff. Uh, we will have a 2024 Megador coin, but not for a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, we had the 2023. It was fantastic. Uh, but before the 2024 Megador coin comes out, uh, uh, probably be a month or two, we have something that's uh, actually we're doing a, a little surprise sale that's just for, I think, the weekend. Uh, I think it's over Sunday night or Monday sometime. And we'll unveil the coin late next week. Awesome. Uh, uh, just as the first of them come out. But it's 
ultra cool. Everybody that's seen it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> how could you beat the Megador? I think this one does. It, it, it's it's just amazing, you know, or at least it's, it's, it's good in its own way. So uh, those people that get that, uh, Jen has that site that, that if you're buying more than one, I think you get a better deal over at uh, All Patriots at uh, gumroad.com. But uh, uh, you can get both places. Jen's got the rest of the merch over at, at her place. And that's just a blast. So anyway, that's it's a side. Look, uh, let me let me say a prayer for everybody. I mm-hmm. um, this audience, you have a unique place in this whole patriot movement because while we do talk politically and the facts and the elections and the invasion at the border and all of this stuff. Um, your action is in a different realm. In the course of my day, I talk with people that are throwing money at these problems, that are engaged in the fight, actually running for office, trying to get the data about the cooked vote and all that. But the most important audiences are the ones that are in there um, fighting the fight in the spiritual realm, and that's you guys. And everything else is secondary you're the ones that are giving god permission by inviting him in and staying on it and so let's do just that right now as a group come together in prayer father god we see with these beautiful eyes that you've given us Mm -hmm. we can touch and experience the world through our nervous systems, our fingertips, our feet. We enjoy the warmth of the sun, the cool of a crisp night, the fog on the sea here at the edge of the world. But we know that there's another realm and you reign in both. You reign in all of those from your heavens to the depths of the earth that you are God Almighty. Mm-hmm. We ask you, Father God, give us strength in our hands, give us vision in our eyes and in our mind's eyes to see how we should engage to bring your governance upon the earth, to make openings for your work in this world so that your enemies, Satan and his minions, those who would do evil against your good, that they would be defeated, they would go and run from the light, and that we would be the lamp of your light, that your light would shine out of us because of your Holy Spirit being in us, on that flame of fire of your presence, Father God. We ask you to give us, each one individually, clarity of mind, clarity in our thoughts to hear clearly your voice through your scriptures, through your prophets. Uh, that, that still small voice that is clearly you in the midst of the storm, that you would give us direction so that we might do your will in the world. That would be agents of beauty, agents of healthiness, that when we lay hands on those around us, the demons run, that their minds suddenly are clear, that the drugs that they know that they're taking and the ones that they don't know they're being given, 
would be canceled out, that their bodies would work right, that their synapses would process correctly, and that they would turn and worship you, and that we as a nation here in America and across the world, as a nation of believers, will bring about your kingdom in this world so that we might enjoy love, peace, the satisfaction of building, growing, doing things with what you've given us, constructing, not just in this world, but in worlds to come, not just in our own life, but for generations to come, that you would make us as Abraham's seed, innumerable like the sands of the seashore for number if you could only count them like the stars in the heaven beyond calculation if you even knew where to look to find them that we as a people this group represented right here tonight right here that they would be the seed like mustard seeds of a vast burning bush of your pre people out through time and eternity to bring your life, your light into this world, this universe that you've born us into for your pleasure. We think big things, we dream big things because you're a great big God. And as your children, you give us license to do and think in grandiose ways, beautiful, larger than life ways we ask you to start right where we're at each individual give us a mission for this day give us a word for this day give it to us in our hearts and our minds from your scriptures from your prophets so that we may be about your work that tomorrow each person in this audience when they wake up they have a special sense of your direction, your intention, your desire for their life, where there's conflict, that you would give them a path, a means to resolve that conflict, where there is disruption, where there's unhealthiness and disease, that you would give them a word, a holy word of healing and understanding of their authorities in the spiritual realm to command sickness to leave, to command immune systems to heal and operate correctly, that life would be there overcoming death for that one that may be at a moment in someone's dire moment where they're the one that can call them back into this world to complete their mission when the devil wants to take him out. And you know who you are. Not now, but you will after the fact. Be ready. Every person in this audience needs to be ready for that moment so they don't miss that moment. Father God, I pray that you would bring divine light into each heart and mind here to be about your work and to enjoy the satisfaction of being an instrument in your hands, Father God, to do good, to do beautiful to create beautiful things, to do important things because you are working in them because they've given you permission to work in their lives and be in their lives. I thank you for each person here. I thank you for bringing them to be here to think about these things at this important moment.
and now I ask for your protection on each one. Divine hand of protection, your angels surrounding each one. Give them strength, give them a glow of your presence on their being so that everybody that comes in contact with them knows it's not just happy skin deep, it's beauty and divine peace that goes way deeper than just what you see on the surface, that they recognize you in the glow of their life and the peace that comes from their presence because you're present in them in, in, in situations where conflict, hate, the devil himself and his agents, that they would be the agents, the ministers of life and truth in this world according to your will. I thank you for each one, give each one a word specifically from you, for them, for their mission, for the days ahead, and, to, and, and this coming day specifically as a starting point. Ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, Gus, do you mind doing a turbo prayer for Vervoin? Love to. Abba, Father, we come before you, Lord, and, and we thank you and appreciate you for praying that prayer through Juan for each and every one of us and all of our listeners out there commissioning us in a sense through you, through your Holy Spirit, Lord. We thank you for that encouragement. We send it right back to him, Lord. We pray that you bless him, that you anoint him even more than he's anointed now, Lord. Anoint his voice to speak in a 432 that, that it's easy listening for the hearers, even those that are that might question you, Lord, that they would hear your voice through Juan as he shares your word and your scriptures, your par your your, your uh, parallels in the Bible, your foreshadowings and things of that nature, Lord. We just pray you bless him, bless Jenny, his wife, bless all those that are on that ship or boat that's with him, Lord, and everywhere that he goes, Lord, that he would be blessed, he'd be covered and protected by holy angels, of God wherever he may go and grant him even more favor than he has now Lord we ask this in Jesus name amen and just lastly Heavenly Father I just uh, ask for the the for Acts 3 uh, I mean 319 where it talks about the times of refreshing that this uh, Holy Spirit comes across of Ron right now and he's able to just uh, fill the Holy Spirit here and it, and you just the times of refreshing will come to him and he'll have a great night sleep tonight enjoy in this beautiful weather and he will he will wake up with the joy of the Lord. He and Jenny Mack, Lord, give them that protection. And, and I just agree with the prayer of, of Gus there. And lastly, Lord, uh, by the, your name, the power of Jesus' name and the blood you shed for us, by the power of that blood, the power of that name, we we bind the rules and authorities of powers that are trying to take this country off track and take Juan off track in any way. And we loose angels of all ranks divisions to keep him on his path and keep us on our path. We love you, Lord, and we say these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Juan, yeah. thank you for squeezing us in. Thanks, folks. You're a blessing, brother. If you, want, if you guys wouldn't mind unmuting and saying uh, thank you for, to... Uh, God bless you, Juan. Thanks, brother. Thank, thank you, Juan. God bless you. God bless. You. God bless, God bless Juan. You. Blessings from Australia. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Ah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Yeah. Amen. Get a drop in for no coffee. <laughs> All right, you need a refill there, it looks England. like. <laughs> All right, All right. God bless. God bless. Good night. All right. Thank you guys so much for taking the time um, to 
squeeze. I know we didn't couldn't get um, we couldn't get uh, Juan last time, uh, but we're going to continue and just praise a little bit here. I did want to show you real quick the actual um, class we have coming up on Mondays about hearing um, from God because uh, he mentioned that right. He mentioned um, the actual. Uh, I'm going to show you right here. Um, so if you go to um, the neighborhood. It's right down there in the middle of the screen, right? Neighborhood.social. You can also get this on your mobile phone um, and download it. But you just look at the events, right? And you will see uh, what's going on with the ministry. And one thing that we start Monday night is hearing from God, right? Um, he talked about each of us getting a message from the Lord about what our path is. And God's been talking to me about that a lot lately is that he wants each of us to get really close to him, renew your mind every day in the word of God, and then come to him alone. And he's gonna actually guide you in your path, right? And so we're gonna talk about exactly, uh, and this is gonna be from, from, from incredible people. If you blow into this, um, you'll see that some of the people that we have that will be coming into this. This isn't gonna include myself, including Amanda Grace, Nathan French, who wrote the book, it's uh, not meant to be a secret. God wants to speak to you. He's going to be coming and speaking to our Zoom group on Monday night. So what you want to do is, uh, I think it might be a week from Monday. I'm going to start this off, kick this off this Monday night. Then, then probably Nathan, then probably Amanda, Mary Crowley, the, the, I call her Courage and Prophet, prophet prophesies over everybody. She's going to give, everybody's going to give their story about how they started here. Manny Johnson, these are on fire believers. And many, we have others that we're, trying, we're going to be, be uh, um, getting on as well. Many of it's been on the show that I think you know and love. Um, but just think about having Amanda Grace and Nathan French and Mary Crowley and Mary Johnson on a Zoom with you, teaching you and you being able to ask questions about how to better hear from God, right? This whole Hearing From God series starts this Monday night. So the easiest way to make sure you're linked into this is to uh, just join backstage. It's free, right? Just go to blessedteach.com and hit the backstage tab. Right, and that, and you just create an account. It just takes you two minutes, and boom, you get the link to the Zoom, and that's the Zoom we use every night here. Um, and you can make sure you're on Monday night. That's the Hearing from God series that starts February 12th this Monday um, at 7:45, and you're going to get trained by not only but but by me and Amanda, Nathan French, Mary Crowley, Mar Manny Johnson, and many other uh, prophetic believers. Uh, and, and again, you, I, I'm not in the office of the prophet. God's clearly told me that, yet I'm hearing from him in a direct fashion. And that is that is part of why he wants me to do that blog of Rick's Alone Time with uh, with God that you can find in the neighborhood as well. So make sure you um, you really don't need to be signed up because you'll get a link um, for this training um, if you're just a backstage member. Backstage membership is free now. It used to be $17.76 a month because of all the value that people love and they can be backstage with us. Um, now we've opened it up to, as, as a free offering for the ministry in a pay-forward model, just kind of like the Chosen does, right? So uh, so make sure you go to blessedteach.com and hit the Backstage tab. You can also hit blessedteach.com slash Backstage. I think that works. Um, but I think you can even get to Backstage from the neighborhood.com. But just get there, create your account so you don't miss Zoom meetings with these beautiful patriots training you and answering your questions, okay? Um, this is, this is going to be a key part because we want everybody to really understand what their specific path is. Remember, you all have a calling and it's all going to be different based on your gifts, based on your passions and based upon what God wants you to do at this 
point in time. He's gonna be speaking to you, so join us in this series to make sure you're in tune with him. And uh, with that, I know, Gus, we we already are uh, pretty much past the time that we usually go on, but I figured we'd teach a little bit more mm -hmm. and then jump into another song uh, before we wrap up. But um, Gus, I just don't know if you had any other thoughts about what, what Juan said or anything that you'd like to share before we go into the teaching. I just thought it was pretty awesome uh, how he really, more or less, he's definitely a, a spiritual leader because he just led us all into to battle, more or less. He encouraged us, taught us through the, the teachings of Kerry Lake and what his, what his beliefs are that we know because that's what we teach back here, the authority that we have in Christ yes. and, and where we're called to be right now. Of course, every individual here on the backstage and even in the sound of my voice, we need to pray and see where God wants us specifically. But he's calling us all to such a time as this, all the seed of Adam. If you'll hear him and receive him and believe him, he's going to empower us to take over. And, Amen. Uh, I, I'm, I'm right there with Juan on that, that uh, it's, it's a spiritual battle before it's a kinetic or physical battle. The enemy wants us to get us in a physical battle with each mm -hmm. other. Exactly. What we got to do Not is civil war. Right, know what true enemy is, and then take him down. Amen. That we're gonna and we're and that one of that is just winning the hearts and minds of those on independence and the left that aren't fall fully gone. I think we can really do that as this information starts coming out, and we are praying for the miracles, just like we saw with Tina Peters there. Um, I feel like let's go right into a song right now. Um, as remember, one thing that's unique about word and worship is that we. Um, take the most popular beautiful songs and we take a very anointed videographer who puts um, video with each of these lyrics and then you see the lyrics up front but also we attach scripture to that she'll also add a little bit of sound to make it really powerful and this is a, a song called holy is the lord and uh, i guess if you wouldn't mind reading the the actual scriptures here and i'll read uh the so we take the lyric in this song there's like three of them the first one we're saying holy is the lord god almighty the earth is filled with his glory and then that that ties us to isaiah 6 uh, verse 3b meaning it's the second half of that verse holy 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 is the lord of hosts the whole earth is full of his glory and then we've got holy 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 is the lord god almighty who was and is and is to come, and that's Revelation, the book of Revelation, four, chapter four, verse eight B. This song also says, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. How great, how awesome is he. And, uh, Nehemiah chapter eight, verse 10 B tells us, and do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And then we've got, for the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. And that's Psalm 47, verse 2. Third verse in this that we attach scripture to is, And together we sing, everyone sing. Yes, and we've got, oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth, Psalm 96. And then we've got addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. It's Ephesians 5 and 19. Worship with me, the Holy is the Lord. 
Holy the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory.
All right, we'll do one more song here because it's a it's one of my favorites. Hey, I've got to say Rick, quickly again. Every time I see the Earth is filled with His glory, I remember we're made of the dust of the Earth, and I think this Earth right here yeah. is filled with glory and overflowing. <laughs> also, the Earth. So I think both. You know. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Why don't you do the lyrics this time? Alrighty then. So we've got, uh, Lord, there's nothing better than you. You're the only one who can. That you may know that there is no other, no one like the Lord our God, Exodus 8.10. And I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, Philippians 3.8. You'll see these scriptures at the bottom as the video is playing. Get everything we learn from the world, get that out of there, and get everything that true knowledge that comes <laughs> from Him. And then the second verse you turn mourning to dancing, you get beauty for ashes. You have turned me, my mourning, into dancing, Psalm 30 11, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, Isaiah 61 3. The third verse we're going to highlight here is you turn bones into armies. <laughs> Woo! So I prophesied, and behold, a rattling of the bones came together, and a breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Right of Ezekiel 37, 7 through 10. Amen. Finally, the fourth verse we're going to highlight is you turn seas into highways. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord drove the sea back, and the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground. That's Exodus 14. That's worship. You no, know, we started out strong. He does great things, and that's why they carry these down from generation to generation, telling these stories, so we never forget all the great things.
We have turned for me my morning into dancing. So I want to invite you, we do this every um, four days a week, really. This word and worship format where we're teaching the Bible as we're worshiping, um, that is uh, Mondays and uh, Mondays at five o'clock here, and then also uh, uh, Sunday at 10 a.m. CST, right? And then Mondays and Thursdays, we do praise and prayer, similar, but we're praising, hearing praise reports and praying for people um, in between the beautiful music. So it's beautiful worship music. We have over 40 songs now we're adding two or three every single month. You'll love that format. If you enjoy worship, join us every Monday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. Uh, with that, we'll just look at the little little more scripture and then I'll wrap this up since we're past time. Yeah. But uh, You know, Rick, the Psalms, I believe when they wrote them, they sung them, right? Mm-hmm. They're like Psalms. I tried singing some of them. I tried singing Psalm 91 today. It didn't come out very beautiful to me <laughs> I hope the Lord liked it but uh, I was listening to a Perry Stone teaching hadn't heard him in a while and he was talking about the diaphragm and how up from your belly there's a difference between praying a prayer and then actually singing a praise to the Lord because mm -hmm. it comes he, he said your diaphragm's just below where your rib cage meets and just below that little soft part and just try praying a prayer, but then try singing it, and you can actually feel what's going on in here. It's coming up from your belly out of your mm -hmm. mouth. Your praise is worshiping spirit and truth. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a good little lesson. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I know we uh, we, we we got we had one. We we started a whole hour early. Had a good hour of one. Plus, we got a bunch of music in, and uh, I guess a full chat. We got a full paragraph in. I don't think we really have time. I was just looking at the time, and uh, I, I'm, I'm out of it. <laughs> so I uh, just want to invite you guys again to please join us every Friday night for this, where Gus and I teach together on the book of John right now. And, uh, and then on Sunday, Monday, and Thursday, I, I will be teaching right before, uh, as part of Word and Worship, and right before Praise and Prayer on Mondays and Thursdays um, on the book of Ephesians right now. So join us. And uh, enjoy this beautiful music as we as we do this. But uh, with that, we are going to have to wrap it up. Just wanted to say thank everyone. Make sure you please like and share this. I did want to show you that um, I was showing you uh, this hearing from God. Remember, this whole key to, to that is just go to blessedteach.com right there and just hit the backstage tab, and you just sign up for a free account. And so uh, also um, also um, that that allow you to log into backstage, right? And uh, it'll you have a link for the Zoom link. It's very easy, and uh, so not complex at all, right? Um, and you will be part of the Hearing from God, God series that starts on Monday at, at 7:45, right after the show. So we start the show at five. We go through praise and prayer, the same type of format with praising and praying, and then we um, will be at 7:45. Uh, we'll be teaching on hearing from God. Again, Amanda, Grace, Nathan, French, Mary, Crowley, Manny, Johnson, and others to be, to, be, to be confirmed, teaching each Monday night. And every Monday night, we're going to have equipping. This is going to be equipping people who want to hear from God. And then we're going to go into discipleship next, um, inner healing and deliverance. We're, we'll have periodic Scott Bitcoin, the big expert, coming in for that. And then also we'll be training on intercessory prayer. All this training will be available to you with a backstage pass. So make sure you get that, right? And so uh, with that, if the backstagers want all mine unmuting and saying goodbye. Yes.
Shalom, ya.